Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. And this is Reister or Wrong. Thank you guys for joining us today. Bunch of great things on track. We have a fabulous interview with Jeff Bergman. You've probably never heard of this man, but you will enjoy this. It is fantastic. Um, He's the voices that you grew up, loved, and heard from the time you were young for all the Looney Tunes voices, including this new Space Jam movie. And you guys, this is Right, or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door before you even show up. No BS is allowed. We keep it 100. Shoot us an email. I'm at I-M-M-A-D at unafraidshow.com. If you got something to say, something you need to get off your chest. And uh, you can shoot us a text message as well. 818-293-7547. We will respond to you. And of course, leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. So first thing up today, Simone Biles. 
she has started a a firestorm of stupidity from a lot of people. So if you been living under a rock or you've just been quite busy with your life, she obviously she's the face of the Olympics, especially U.S. Olympics. Everybody was looking forward to seeing her, the most dominant athlete in sports right now. Um, the goat of gymnastics. She pulled out of the team final in the in the um, Olympics, citing her mental health. And she also withdrew from the all around competition. And you got all sorts of crazy takes from people like Clay Travis, friend of mine, Marcellus Wiley. All of this, just absolute insanity, calling her a quitter, saying that nobody should be able, that she shouldn't be able to compete for the United States anymore. Uh, All of this insanity. Before I dig deep into it, what what was your thoughts on this, Ralph, when you first saw it? Well, but I took my glasses off so that I just can't even read anybody's takes anymore. Because I. I literally cannot see more than eight inches in front of me right now. And I just don't want to. It's, it's, it's so weird when you have the option to not have a bizarre paternalistic, this isn't what I would do or would teach my kids to do take on somebody who is so great, so far outside your reach or capability, so high up a mountain that you couldn't even comprehend what it would be like to get a fourth of the way up to have an opinion on that is, is, is crazy. And I mean, really, to be an opinionist as you are on all things sports is is risky. It's a tight wire act. But we're talking about we're talking about something that's so far outside. It would be like criticizing an astronaut for the way they did a spacewalk. Yeah. And it's like, well, I would have done this differently. Bullshit, because you couldn't do it. You would not even be in the position that Simone Biles is, dude. She sacrificed more than any of us ever have. You don't get to live with your family when you're a gymnast. She was sexually assaulted by Larry Nassar, just like a lot of other women. So that that's why, Ralph, I couldn't understand the the oh, she's a quitter. She's not mentally tough enough. When for almost a decade, she has powered through injuries, won gold medals, won pretty much every single competition that she's entered, if not won every single competition that she's entered. She's been the face of gymnastics, created moves, got more diversity in the sport, everything, pushed through every single obstacle. And then one time something goes wrong and nobody thinks, oh, wow. She's pushed through all this amazingly incredible other things. And then the pressure, the weight of the world being on her and having to perform all the time. And she's done it. So maybe this time something is really wrong if she pulled out. Right. Assuming assuming the best in in somebody. Um, Here's the because I I always try to understand. I was trying to have. some level of empathy for where a point is coming from, especially if it's a lot of the same versions of, of that point, And a lot of people seem to agree with it. And this is, this is what I've been able to sum up. People believe that Simone Biles is encouraging a culture of edifying quitting, edifying, not getting back up on the horse when times are tough. It's a very elementary 
basic, basic take that could potentially make sense if you remove the context of the situation. If it's your kid at the free throw line in a JV basketball game and they miss the first free throw and they walk away from the free throw line instead of shooting that second free throw, then that's probably a conversation that you need to have with your kid. You need to find out what level of pressure maybe is in their life that would cause them to break at a moment like that when the stakes aren't so high. But you can only relate it to your situation. What you can't relate to is being at the top of the mountain. What you can't relate to is being the consensus best ever at your sport amongst anybody who has ever had anything to do with gymnastics in any capacity from a country that has tons of people who have meddled in this. I mean, I still hold in super high esteem the entire 1996 team um, of Dawes and Mochianu. Yeah, I had a crush on Dominique Dawes, boy. I had a crush on Mochianu, and I thought that Dawes was the baddest woman alive. But, like, I remember Carrie Strug from Tucson, Arizona, uh, which is interesting because the replacement uh, for Simone Biles, uh, Jade, I can't remember her last name. She's also from Arizona. But Carrie Strug from Tucson, Arizona, has been glorified for 25 years now for taking a vault that put her health in serious jeopardy and landing it. And everybody pointed to that as the standard of like, oh, my gosh, this woman went out and sacrificed her body for the sake of this um, country's Olympic glory nailed it and she could have just as easily snapped her leg in half and and did a paul george i mean that that absolutely could have been the outcome but it all worked out and the odds of that working out the way that it did were incredibly incredibly small and if we're being very honest like looking back on that moment it's kind of wild that our expectation from that point on would be that someone goes out and does the impossible in that situation and that was a physical injury that, that, you know, who knows what she was going through mentally. I don't think that's well, something we really cared about back. That's then. the and that's the thing about it is that Carrie Strug and you you look at her situation. Had she fallen, had it not worked any of that, you would think that everyone would say, OK, cool. She's got a broken ankle. That sucks. She went out there and did it. All of that. Now, the question is. Why don't we view a mental injury the same exact way? Because it, it, it is. It's no different than a broken ankle. It's no different than a broken arm, a, a torn ACL, any of that. Because if so, I've had a daughter who's done gym gymnastics. And if you haven't, then you've never heard of something called the twisties. And the twisties are essentially like the yips, except way worse, because when you're doing all these twists and turns in the air, the reason why they call it the twisties is because when you're doing all these flipping, flopping in the air and all that, one of the things that you have to be able to understand is where the ground is and where you you are. So you're you're constantly looking around for spots and all of this and you find it and then you're able to land. It's almost when you get the twisties. It's like how Kobe's helicopter crashed, where an experienced pilot doesn't know where up and down is and all of that. So not only does it put you in physical danger, well, sorry, a danger of losing a competition, it puts you in physical danger. Like your, your life is at risk 
when you have the twisties. And sometimes it takes days, sometimes it takes weeks, whatever it is. And you actually heard Simone Biles' teammates say, in in practice, we she was terrifying us. Like that, that it was scary to watch her practice because something was clearly off. And to right. say that she melted down, okay, you, you can call it a meltdown if you want to. Let's just say we'll call it a meltdown. Then we have to take into account that other great athletes, goats, have melted down before. You've had Michael Jordan, who melted down, if you will, in terms of he couldn't handle all the pressures or it was too much for him. And he quit the sport and went to go play baseball in the middle of his career. He quit on his teammates, all that, but he didn't. He took care of himself and did what was best for him. Right. He was trying to connect with, he was trying to find a way to connect with his murdered father. Like, yes, that's just, it is like having the, you, you posted the man in the arena and, and, and that's something that you understand and that I don't, but I understand the concept of it. And I can have empathy in those situations. We have watched the consequences of guys like LeBron James going out in a game against the Celtics where he didn't have it in a game six in the championship against the Mavericks where he didn't have it. We've watched the consequences of Kobe Bryant, who is only remembered for his greatness, but not a lot of people talk about game seven in the first round against the Phoenix Suns in 2006 when he literally quit literally quit on his team to kind of teach everybody a lesson. And like that had to be something mentally that it, you know, and and comparing anything to basketball is very weird because a, a better comparison would be like a relief pitcher in baseball. You put them in, they're supposed to be dominant. They're there in a crucial situation, but if they put three pitches in a row off the backstop and they motion to the dugout, you would not call that person who is, taking themselves out of a situation for the benefit of the team because they understand that they just don't have it. And beyond not having it, they're endangering themselves and their team and the other team. Uh, And if they were to motion to the dugout for the manager to come get them, even in a World Series situation, we could say we would we would pretty much just be like they didn't have it today. And it's good that they were self-aware enough to make sure that they still gave their team the opportunity to win. But we keep wanting to compare it to these other things that don't necessarily jive where the safety of somebody isn't necessarily involved. And you're not taking into account that you are putting yourself in physical danger just to compete the way that you're you're competing. They're just not the same. And so I'm going to go ahead and trust the athlete that they're doing the best thing for them. I'm going to go ahead and not trust the people who seem to only come out of the woodworks when a young, often female, often black athlete doesn't act the way that they imagined they would act if they had any athletic talent whatsoever. And that's the thing is that I do firmly agree that there are people who use the term mental health as a crutch to not do something difficult or hard or when they don't know how to push through something. I do believe that there, that there are some people who do that. However, when we're talking but the thought, George, the thought that an Olympian has not met and pushed through adversity. <laughs> that's the that's the insane. Like, and she's done it for since 2013. Like, that's like, the 
criticizing somebody for struggling with the last 20 feet of Mount Everest. You're ignoring, <laughs> you're ignoring that they got 29,050 feet. Oh, oh without man, your he, help or your opinions. Oh, 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 he quit at the end. You're like, what? Bro, something was clearly wrong. Like, you, you can't look at Simone Biles through the same lens that you look at every other human through. And I just noticed that it was people who have never either done anything great in their life, like never done anything great or have or have or been the greatest thing that they've done is make a career talking about other people's greatness. Correct. Bingo. So, so it's like, that's the greatest thing that you've done. You have no idea the sacrifice, mental preparation, all of this stuff that it takes to be these people. And, well, <laughs> e- and even as a former athlete, like seeing other people criticize people about, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, e- even as a professional tight end, I'm like, I can't even like Simone Biles, the pressure that's been on her has been a hundred times more than I could ever imagine. And then think about a great like Tom Brady. She's got more pressure than a Tom Brady. And she's 24 years old. He's 42. Oh, or 40, however old he is. And you're just sitting there like, this is not the same. And then also, it's a different era of athletes. Because they're talking about, oh, yeah, these athletes are soft. No, they're just aware of instead of, they take care of their mental health. That way their lives don't derail like Tiger Woods. Tiger right, they're Woods. Not, they're not slaves to the process. Yes. And Tiger Woods tanked his whole life. He tanked his, he lost his family. He lost endorsements. He lost the, the ability to win for almost a decade, a major. And we're going to sit here and act like, 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 oh, that was the right thing. It, is it really though? Is it really? Because at the end of the day, these rings, these titles, all of the rest of this shit is not going to keep you warm at night. It's not going to uh, uh, make you happy. It's not going to bring you joy. It is just an accomplishment for other people to to praise you. And in reality, like I've talked to so many athletes who have been miserable and they are in the hall of fame and then they lost their family. They lost all their stuff. And and then they're like, it wasn't worth it though. I wish I had done things differently. Right. It's like, it's like putting all your hopes and dreams and identity in one rock that you're trying to skip. Like gravity wins every time. Eventually the rock's going to stop skipping. And then it's over for you. Like your identity is sunk to the bottom of the lake. And that's that's what a lot of athletes go through. And it's something that a lot of people who are not involved in athletics have to make some type of earnest attempt to try to identify with. But at this point, we also have to be intellectually honest. Simone Biles, like anybody else, knows what happens when she doesn't achieve perfection, especially as a young black female like at this point, you have to recognize that it happened with Naomi Osaka, it happened with Serena Williams, um, <laughs> or even like Meghan Markle or any of these other people. You have to understand that if you're not perfect and you do make a decision that is uh, perceived to be selfish or it, for the sake of self-preservation, you're going to have the same eight weirdos come out and criticize you and make your life a living hell because all their minions are going to follow. Like, 
it is not lost on these people that the decision that they're making, while maybe good for them in that moment, is going to create a separate amount of ugliness. This idea that Simone Biles quit because she knew the left would exalt her as a hero. No, no. She also probably knew that Piers Morgan was going to waddle his ass up from his desk and go and bang out a tweet and a column about it. She probably knew that somebody from Turning Point USA who didn't even finish community college was going to call her a sociopath. She probably knew that, <laughs> that Clay Travis, who has made a career off of criticizing people in these situations, um, was going to do the same thing that he always does disingenuously take a societal uh, argument that shouldn't be applied to one person in one context that the rest of us can't identify with it. And he was going to ride that wave to relevancy. All of those things were going to happen the moment that she withdrew and she was aware of that. So what we're saying is it was worthwhile for her life to be a living hell Or could it be that she was making the decision in that moment that she believed was best for herself? Because at this point, we know the recipe. We know the criticism that's going to come. Is it really worth the people who pat you on the back because they want an excuse for their own times that they didn't get back on the horse? I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, dude, it it is. It's just crazy to me that people who that people have these outrageous takes about somebody who can do something that they can't do. And you mentioned the man in the arena. So I want to read it right now because it is something that I think everybody, it should be required reading and understanding and refreshing regularly from anybody who is in sports or trying to do anything great out in life, out in the world. So this is from Theodore Roosevelt, apart from a speech that he made the man in the arena. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who puts out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without erring or coming or shortcoming, but who actually does strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fail at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never knew victory nor defeat. And Simone Biles has done all of that. She's done all of that. And yes, she's in a failing moment. Yes, she is. because And she talked about how she tried to push through it, through the Olympic trials, all of that stuff. But it just got worse and worse. And people like, oh, she should have stayed home if she was going to do. Well, obviously, she didn't know that she was going to do it. And she's actually said that she has actually had trouble with, with this before, but she's been able to get over it. And the difference is, is that you can have a mental health crisis without having a mental health issue, if that makes sense. Uh, you can have a mental health crisis, an acute crisis which I had back when I was playing in the NFL. In 2005, my my oldest son, who's 15 right now, he's 15 and a half, getting ready to get his permit. He's super excited. But anyways, um, uh, his mom was pregnant. We weren't together at the time. 
I came from a two parent home, was always in church. I thought my life was falling apart. I thought everything was going crazy. A night before a game, I was in the hotel prior to the game and the trainer literally had to stay in my room all night. I thought I was having a heart attack and going to die. I was up all night. They gave me inhalers, all of this. Couldn't figure out what, what was wrong with me. And can you believe that, that their decision was, all right, George, go out and play the game tomorrow uh, or t- today at this point in time. And then because we weren't sure if I was going to play or not. Yeah, just go out and play. And then we'll send you for all these tests after. And the next day they sent me for all of these heart tests, stress tests, all of this stuff. And they were like, George, your body is perfectly fine. We think it's your your head. So they sent me to a sports psychologist. I learned how to deal with these things and all of this stuff. So I didn't have a mental issue, but I had an acute. uh, But I had an acute episode. I didn't know what it what it was. And this happens to other people. It it is just like that's no different than when you like break your arm or when you uh, stub your toe and it hurts and it hurts for a couple days and it's bleeding or something. That doesn't mean that that your foot is broken or your legs broken just means that you got hurt and it needs to get fixed. It's it's like when you strain a muscle. But people don't fully understand or really aren't aware that hurting your brain is actually even worse than hurting your body. And it should be treated as such. And that's why it's important to do so much of the work on the front end. That way you don't end up with these uh, problems on the back end, because if you don't take care of your mental health, your performance will suffer. And then if your performance doesn't suffer because you are a master at compartmentalizing, your life will fall apart, which is even worse. That's true, bro. I had a panic attack at a rock the rim three on three basketball tournament in downtown Phoenix, but I'll save that story for another time. <laughs> I just, I just, okay. Let me, let me, let me make an appeal to our viewers. If we, we have any female viewers out there. Um, I doubt that many of the men that have been espousing these opinions actually like have companionship in their life. Uh, but assuming that you're married to somebody who, who has a dipshit opinion about Simone Biles being a quitter and is looking at you saying our future children will never quit when they're the greatest Olympic gymnast of all time. Assuming that you are coupled with somebody like that, I want you to put that conversation in a lockbox, forgive them, move on, because if you dwell on it is going to be a, a, a mess and divorce lawyers already have their hands full right now with the whole pandemic. So just put in a lockbox, forgive them, move on. But the next time that idiot tries to parallel park, can't figure it out. And then tells you he's going to circle the block, bring up Simone Biles right there in that moment. Now, I thought you didn't quit. Oh, oh yeah. Thought I, you didn't quit. I, I thought you <laughs> yeah, didn't I love quit. It. Dan, like really, really <laughs> make sure that there is no grace in anything for the rest of of his life because i know it's a bunch of dudes out there who are regularly late on child support payments that are talking about why doesn't this girl have a better dedication to her team i know that for a fact that's the the type of people that lack 
this level of self-awareness. And I know that there's some people who just want to say like, no, I just want to be a good parent. And I want to make sure that I teach my kid that you always get back on the horse, that it's always about resiliency. Like you can be resilient and also have a healthy respect for unnatural levels of pressure in your life and self-preservation, which is the craziest thing because it's a lot of conservative dudes making this point who also worship at the altar of Ayn Rand, which is about being selfish so that you have more to give at a later time. It's about survive and advance, right? Like do what it takes to survive. Find some way to connect all the neurons in your brain and realize all this stuff is interrelated and that you're not on the same page with yourself. It is important for these athletes to be in tune with what they can and cannot do so that they continue to perform at a high level for your entertainment while you sit in your lazy boy. The end. Yep. One, 100 percent. One, Ralph, I could not have said that any better. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, next thing up, the Heisman Trust has decided not to give Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy back. 
Name, image, and likeness is present in college football, and the Heisman took the easy way out. They said when when Reggie Bush asked him to reinstate his Heisman Trophy, which he won fair and square. He was the best player in college football. He probably should have won it instead of Matt Leiner the year before, too. Dude was absolutely incredible. And he didn't get the Heisman. I'm sorry, he won the Heisman. They won the national championship. They vacated it because he took impermissible benefits, which would have been classified under name, image, and likeness now. And here is what the NCAA said. Oh, well, actually, the the Heisman Trust said, listen, Reggie, we'll give you your Heisman trophy back if the NCAA reinstates your stats because that's the only way. Even though we all saw it, we all experienced it, you were you weren't too old, you were eligible. All this, uh, we we need those stats back, Reggie. And then the NCAA says, although college athletes can now receive benefits from their name, images, and likeness through activities like endorsements and appearances, NCAA rules still do not permit pay-for-play type arrangements, and that uh, we will not reevaluate or reconsider Reggie Bush uh, and putting his stats back in USC's wins. So now the Heisman's like, yo, our hands are tied. And I'm like, that is so damn weak. It's your trophy. It's got nothing to do with the NCAA. It's your trophy. And you're and but now you're trying to put it off on some somebody else, dude. That sounds like me with with my with my kids. Hey, yo, can I go to this party? Can I do this? Uh, see what uh, see what your mom thinks. <laughs> I'm like because I'm like I hey yo, I I'm kind of leaning toward no, but let's see what your mom says. And then when I text mom first, we're like yo, I think it should be a no. <laughs> <laughs> They don't even know I do that. Good thing you set yourself up to look like you set yourself up to look like a supportive husband uh, instead of the bad guy. Yes, oh, man, that's manipulative. I yes. just uh, there, there, <laughs> yes. there's. I don't have much to say about that. I, I'll say two things. Number one, no Heisman Trophy outside of maybe OJ Simpson's gets talked about more than Reggie Bush's. Okay, so it, it's technically the most talked about Heisman of all time it's almost like the award doesn't have any meaning until it gets taken away. So um, I, I feel like if I, it's like when I think about the baseball hall of fame, if you were to ask me like name the first person you think of, when you think of the baseball hall of fame, I'm going to be like, uh, Pete Rose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because like 90% of my discussions about the hall of fame are about how Pete Rose is not in the hall of fame, which I, I think I have his book right here. Uh, it's a terrible book, but he autographed it for money in Las Vegas, which is ironic. Um, but yeah, so when I think of Heisman, I think of Reggie Bush because he got it taken away. The second thing is all of these responses are filled with like the funniest phrases of all time to me because it's like, look, Reggie, we'll give you your Heisman back. So uh, like already we're like acknowledging, OK, it's your Heisman. Um, if you can get your stats put back and the NCAA is like, we're not going to put your stats back. I'm like, Oh, because those are his stats. Uh, and <laughs> we're, we're not going to give USC's wins back. We're like, Oh yeah. 
so you just acknowledge that they're his stats, USC's wins, and Reggie Bush's Heisman. It's just not in his house. And what it's also you- the first thing we think of when we think of the Heisman Trophy is that Reggie Bush doesn't have his Heisman yeah. anymore. Reggie Bush's Heisman still exists in our minds, and I highly recommend someone start a company out there that's like Heisman with two extra ends at the end and uh, update that trophy a little bit, and let's send him uh, a, a new version. Yes. Yes. Hey, I might get that for Reggie. I like it, dude. That'd be a hell of a present. Um, so the next thing up. Well, actually, actually, I, I want to ask you about the idea, Ralph, of vacating wins, because I think it's stupid. I think the idea that you should vacate vacating wins and trophies is stupid to me for b- yeah. because we saw it happen. I mean, because if you look at the record books now. Who did Kansas beat like what was it like 15 years ago in the national championship? They they beat nobody. They just <laughs> automatically won. And I'm like, no, I saw Derrick Rose and Memphis play. I saw him miss those free throws. I saw Mario Chalmers hate hit that shot, which made me hate Mario Chalmers. And yeah, so all of these things happened. I still have the emotions. I I was there at the Orange Bowl watching Reggie Bush. I saw it happen. You can't make me unsee it. There's no men in black little beep beep thingy. I, you, you can't make me forget it. So so stop with the BS. It's lame. Right. It's just dumb, man. It, it's like you think about people who played in the Pac-10 in the early 90s. And they're just like, you know what? Headache Smith didn't hit 36% of his career three-pointers on our heads. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, he did. It just yes. doesn't count in some record book that you would never crack in a million years anyway. Yep. Like it, it it's I remember what USC did. I remember what Ohio State did with Terrell Pryor. Like the, well, you can't take my memories. This you don't have the men in black thing. Like I, it, you didn't vacate them from my mind and my heart. I, I was yeah. at those games where USC was blowing everybody out. It you you can't take that away. That still exists. For sure. Uh, the next thing up, you guys, is a special treat. You guys, it, um, if you're listening to the audio version of this and you go on, listen to Right or Wrong podcast, wherever podcasts are found, um, Jeff Bergman interview. We did this and this man is the voice of Every, pretty much every single Looney Tunes character, one man, and how he got the job in in the eighties from uh, from the old Bugs Bunny. He's going to talk yeah, about Mel that. Blanc, yeah, yeah, awesome, and it's absolutely incredible. So here it is. Here, if you're listening on the audio version, here it is. Okay. So, Ralph, what did you think about the interview with uh, Jeff Bergman? He was great. He was a lot of fun. I know he probably did a million of those interviews. And so he, um, you know, he has to be on all the time. He has to be able to do those characters. And for the most part, that's really what people want to hear. I I feel like you and I try to be gracious and make it more about his experience. But he was still so willing to to jump into character and everything. So it was a lot of fun. It was cool to kind of unearth that he went to college with, uh, with Dan Marino. I do want to correct one thing. I said that he was the voice of Bugs Bunny in the first face jam. I guess that's not true. He's been the voice of Bugs Bunny for a long time, but he wasn't for that particular movie. So I did want to make sure that um, he probably heard that. And he was like, well, if he believes that it's fine with him, but uh, 
Um, but yeah, he, he, he did the voice of Bugs Bunny for Space Jam, a new legacy, not in the previous Space Jam. Okay. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. All right. The next thing up, Aaron Rodgers has showed up to Green Bay. I knew it was going to happen because once he didn't retire, once he didn't take that COVID out on July 2nd, I think it was, where the team would not have been able to recoup any money from him. He wouldn't have played this season and everything. I was like, he's going to show up. And I knew that Green Bay was going to have to put a bunch of concessions in for him to make sure he was traded because I was like, because people were like, is he going to show up? I was like, there's uh, unless he retires, which would then allow Green Bay to recoup some money from him, millions of dollars, which he would not be okay with. And he still wants to uh, play. I was like, aside from that, you think about it. He's going to show up to training camp. They can find him $50,000 a day. Plus, then they, on top of that, can recoup money from him from his signing bonus. I was like, so he hates this team right now, doesn't want to be there, and he's going to give them millions of dollars back? Absolutely not, Ralph. Right. Um, I, you know, I have the dumbest I have the dumbest Aaron Rodgers take. Um, see if you can stick with me on this. Okay. Uh, you've been to a bunch of weddings. You've been to a bunch of uh, uh, religiously themed weddings, I'm guessing. Yes. Uh, do you remember the passage of the Bible that they, they fire out every time somebody gets married? Uh, about submitting? Because <laughs> <laughs> that one always says, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's Corinthians 13, right? It's a letter oh, Paul, yeah. Love is patient, love is kind. Yeah, love is patient, love is kind. Letter that Paul writes to a church in Corinth, which probably was like 20 people, which means it was a super skit. Like, everybody knew who he was talking about at every moment. <laughs> um, uh, but it... it he outlines what love is and what love isn't. And that's always something that you hear at weddings is pastors or wedding officiants going through Corinthians 13. And one of the things that I always cracks me up because as a major sports fan and somebody who has a career in sports and, and yourself as well is uh, what doesn't love do George keep score. <laughs> right. Right. So if you're keeping score, it isn't love. <laughs> That is the hardest thing in the world to swallow for competitive people. Yes. Of which I am not. We have no we you have established Ralph, you're one of the most competitive. competitive people that I know. Okay, I'll let you win. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, uh Aaron Rodgers he remembers everything. Every yeah. bad thing anyone has ever done. Yep. Anytime anybody never uh, lived up to expectations. Anytime a receiver didn't run the right route, anytime a running back didn't make the right uh, read to protect his blind side, he remembers it all. And today he went off. He talked about every bad decision he thinks that the front office has ever made with every great veteran locker room presence that he had befriended and helped lead the Packers with over time. This wasn't a thing about this offseason. It wasn't a thing about Jordan Love, the way that everybody made it out to be. And if it was about Jordan Love, I wouldn't have understood that because it would have meant that Aaron Rodgers was unable to forgive the organization for drafting him. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they did to Brett Favre. It's the same. So, yes, the same exact thing they did to Favre. He, he kind of said like, okay, you want to make this about Jordan Love? Well, here is my laundry list of 500 other grievances that I've been stewing on for a really long time. 
And it was in that moment when I uh, thought about that Bible verse and I was like, oh, it is impossible for Aaron Rodgers to love the Packers for sure. Yes. And maybe, <laughs> maybe quite possibly it is impossible for him to love anything or anyone. Because this you- dude is about the scoreboard. <laughs> Yes. Yes, dude. He's keeping score. And and the fact that he's been so just just willing to be like candid and say, look, 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 here's the stuff I got a problem problem with. I mean, he is abandoning every single thing that uh, sport that athletes are told to do. Keep everything in house. Keep it. Keep, keep it private. He's like, no, no, no. I had a problem when they drafted Jordan Love. They didn't call me. Didn't treat me like a person. Um, here's what Gutenkoos did. I hate it that we didn't go for it on fourth and eight on the eight down eight with two minutes to right. go. And we didn't respect John Kuhn. We didn't respect Brian Balaga. We didn't respect Randall Cobb. He named like 13 other players that, that, that the organization moved on from. And I was like, oh, my God, this dude, Jordan Rogers, his brother never had a chance. If he jacked a toy from Aaron when they were in kindergarten, it was over then. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, I don't mean, I don't mean to hate on Aaron oh, Rodgers because oh, oh, they don't even have a good, good relationship, right? No, no. He doesn't have a good relationship with his parents. As far as we know, we don't, he doesn't have a good He's relationship like, with Jordan Rogers. He, you cross he, me, you yeah. die. Olivia Munn is gone out of his life. Danica Patrick is gone out of his life. Like it, he's a very, very interesting dude, but I definitely feel him on the not being able to let some stuff go because I also uh, have had my memory not serve me well in clinging to stuff that, that doesn't run. I've been able to, and they say forgiveness is divine. And that's why I've been able to let some really big stuff go because it wasn't of me, but the small stuff, I just remember it and it's really hard to let it go. And it makes your relationships with other people um, really, really tough if you're not willing to inject that grace into your everyday thing. But to him, he's talking about a working relationship where he's under contract. He doesn't have to be there if he doesn't want to. He could retire. And he says, these are all the things that they did that added up to me not being able to trust them long term. And I do think it's probably an issue with him as a person and his personality, whereas other people might be able to let some of that stuff go. But at the same time, it, this isn't like a moral issue. If he doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore, he doesn't have to play for the Packers anymore. If he wants to torch the bridge while he's standing on it in the way that Michael Jordan used to do all the time when he was with the Bulls and you saw him and Devontae Adams both post the last dance stuff on their Instagram. If he wants to go that route with it, because that's what Jordan and Pippen did for years, then he's too good for them to not just take it, especially if he's going to give them what they want, which is another year under center. Yep, and they got what they want to. They got time, so they got a whole year. Aaron, we we love you. Let's rebuild this this trust, you know. So they got time, so it, it's not impossible. Even though with Aaron Rodgers, it's probably impossible. Yeah, well, the organization is always going to win because best case yeah. scenario, he goes off, and it gives them the ability to move him. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he plays poorly, and them moving on from him is something they just have to do. Yep. Yep, exactly. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, the next thing up, the next thing up is the, the oh, cancel or consequence. Do we need to do we cancel? Cancel, cancel? Cancel. Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. Cancel or consequence is the segment where we tell you whether somebody in life is being canceled or they are receiving consequences. And, oh, man, it's so frustrating whenever guys that I like, I got this man's phone number and my phone, have hung oh, out gotta, with him. Oh, you got to take this one. I can't do and, this without laughing. And, it's gonna make and, and he's person. an Oregon duck. No, 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 Ralph. Mm-mm. Bro, no, I, I, I have already I have already gone at one friend today. I'm not doing two. Not not in one one day. This is T.J. Ward, former um, NFL safety, former two star recruit who turned himself into a savage, made a lot of money, all of this stuff. Now he's now retired. And what did he do yesterday, Ralph, after Ron Rivera? Uh, saying that he was upset with the percentage of his team that was unvaccinated. So Ron Rivera is immunocompromised from having undergone chemo for an entire year to help um, 
him get over a lymphoma that was more of like a skin cancer, I believe. Very dangerous type of, of cancer. Um, very aggressive. Uh, and he, Ron repeal, uh, Rivera, appealed to the media um, in expressing his disappointment that they hadn't reached a level of vaccination um, as a team, if for no other reason than out of a respect for your head coach, um, who is pro- who is in would be at risk of having serious consequences of getting a case of, of COVID or one of the more aggressive variants. And TJ Ward, who is no longer in the NFL, was basically like, don't blame the players for your life choices that gave you cancer. <laughs> okay. But, 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 but in fairness, no, TJ Ward did try to clean it up after, right? Bro, he would. Uh, have you ever tried to like, oh man, <laughs> have you ever, have you ever tried to clean up something with a dirty rag? <laughs> 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 he oh he I tried to clean the floor with a mud with a mud soaked rag oh my gosh yeah that, that that's when you just gotta paint the whole wall brown <laughs> like, so so tell him t- tell him what he has said okay so tj ward um basically said you know it, it and you know there's a lot of players out there that have various issues with um with the vaccine for whatever reason um, but TJ Ward said, don't blame the, blame the players for your lifelong health decisions. Um, and then when he was getting, uh, uniformly ratioed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say that, which is, um, rare, rare. Yeah. Very rare for everybody to be like, you're on team cancer. <laughs> um, he typed out, it looked like a long statement on Instagram and posted it to his Twitter account that said, like, look, like, I know he said, I know cancer. Like, it comes from your lifelong decisions that you put together. It might not, like, it might not have been smoking or whatever, but, like, that's on you. It's not on your place. So, like, he... It's hereditary, too. Like, he, he forgets that there are hereditary factors in this. And then, yeah, and and then he jumped in another time and he said, I'm going to address this one time more. I was not trying to be insensitive to anyone affected by the cancer. I know you don't chose to get cancer. And I tried to clear that up. If you know me in my career, you know what my support is for cancer people dealing with it. I've been affected. I didn't mean to offend you. God bless. (laughs) So calling them cancer people. After saying he knows cancer and how people get it, after saying that he's uh, Ron Rivera is blaming the players for his lifelong decisions, it dude, it was brutal. Like I, you called me, it was probably one forty-five in the morning when we talked on the phone last night, and I was crying from the stuff that I was reading in TJ Ward's mentions. Like uh, everyone, I, it doesn't matter what you say online, you will find somebody to be like, actually, he kind of has a point that there this that didn't exist. Yep. It was just like it, I mean it was people it it was people who 
I don't know. Like the 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 one that really stood out to me was some guy named Aaron Cabrera who tweeted TJ Ward thought Ron Rivera was like this somewhere down the road. And it was that meme of the two different buttons and the guy sweating because he doesn't know which to push. Yeah. And one was get cancer and the other was don't get cancer. Yes. (laughs) Bro. So do you so do you think he was canceled or he just received consequences? I don't know if you can be canceled as a retired NFL player like he did. And I'm not True. sure that, that I don't I don't know what the consequences are either way. But like well, the consequences guy, are he, a he, ratio, which which caused him to is is caused him to apologize. TJ Ward is only an NFL player, you know, if you're a last eight guys on the roster like fiend. So like, I no, know no, he, he, he started for a few years. He did start for a few years, but it wasn't one of those guys who got like a mega second contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And yeah. So it, he he was eight years. It's a very successful NFL career. He's even got it in his bio that he was a Super Bowl Fifty champion. Um, but like, he is now a lot more known today than he was for the entirety of his NFL career, and that's a pro- that's a problem. Yeah. Like, that more people know who you are. Hey man, he, he he banked twenty seven mil will though. Ooh. Yo, he need he he needs to use some of that twenty seven million to find a a, a a habit that keeps him off of Twitter dot com. He does. He's picked up golf, man. He's picked up golf. Um, <laughs> hey man. So uh, on a side note, though, I I wonder. Like, because I've never been in a situation where, like, I've been in a situation where Florida fans or other people's <laughs> fans were trying to ratio me or whatever. And they're like, ha, his mentions, ha. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, so, but I can't you've imagine. Never, you've never been in a situation where people, where you were trending from people spelling your name out, not adding you. Yeah. Like, that's a different level of getting ratioed. Where people are screenshotting your tweets and you trend not from people using your handle, but from people who don't even like understand your relevancy to having ever played sports. But that's where like I'm saying like I can't imagine that. I don't know what that life is like because I don't feel like I say things that are that are ratioable, I guess. Like, you know. Well, so. it's just it was stuff last night, like Damian Woody saying, I've seen plenty of foul things on here, but TJ Ward is definitely the leader in the clubhouse. Yes, dude, that was or Lindsay. OK, saying even Cole Beasley thinks TJ Ward should stop tweeting. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. Um, all right. Uh, the, the last thing we got up for today is cancel. I'm sorry, is the best of social media. No, no, no. Here's the best of social media. The best of social media is where we literally show you the best things from social media. And uh, today, what we have, this is Ralph's doing. I just want to say, show you guys, this is clearly Ralph's doing because because of who this person is. This is, um, uh, you know. I'll just, this is one of Ralph's favorite players in college sports. This is Tyler Shuck. And he posted, or Shug, sorry, <laughs> Shug, Shuck. Tyler Shug. And he posted this on, on his Instagram. And 
Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about it, Ralph, since, since this is your guy. I don't right, even yeah. know him. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tyler Shuck is up, uh, is it 12 pounds? Yeah, he said 12, 12 or 13, however. Okay, 12. And, and this is a guy who's kind of a workout warrior when he was in Eugene. Um, but he looks pissed off, man. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that, that there's not like a, a, a Anthony Brown poster or a Mario Cristobal poster in the background dude, with like the, throwing knives in it. <laughs> dude, the uh, the uh, thing I noticed, the first thing that stood out in this picture to me was uh, first thing he's flexing in the second picture. In the picture oh, he's on got, the right, yeah, he's and, got the he's got the Arthur fists in the yeah. second picture. <laughs> but 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 the first thing I noticed, there's a clear difference in climate, like in Eugene, Oregon, where where like on the picture is probably where he first showed up there in January, and then the next picture is because there's a difference in the weather. And the sunshine in Eugene, where he's pasty and pale, and he, and he looks like a tan lifeguard in the second picture. Yeah, it's also in Lubbock, uh, probably a, a, a limit on the number of like artsy barbers who can pomade that hair the way that, <laughs> that, that was his signature style. This man looks pissed off. He looks ready to go. I I, I even quote tweeted when I was like, "Hey, brother, like nobody's mispronouncing that last name at two twenty but we'll see i i I mean i wish the absolute best for him i do do find it very interesting that texas tech fans are building out a whole resume for why tyler shuck should end up back in the pac-12 um with the pac-12 absorbing their team I mean, they're they're like we have the most students. We have like all these different research things we've we've accomplished. We're, we're like time zone makes sense. They're all fired up. They want to come to the Pac-12. If they want to bring Tyler Shuck with them, we might get the truth told on some of this. But I'm I'm root. Are you going to tell me? Are you at least rooting for him? Yeah. You, if yeah. you if you feel good about Anthony Brown being the quarterback of no no, no. Of I, I have no no no, no. I literally have no ill will toward Tyler Tyler Shuck. I, I I think that he is say his name right. <laughs> I did say his name right. Okay. S H O U G H Shuck. Shuck. Allegedly. Um I I need a pronunciation guide. You're an Oregon duck. You can say U C K. I've heard some of the other words you say off air as well. <laughs> I know. I know you can hit that vowel consonant in that order. Hey, listen, he got he got to throw some touchdown passes past past week five for me to uh, to for me to look at the pronunciation guy. Wow, he might not throw and he might run them all in himself. <laughs> he's, got, right. he's got that body that your boy, the O.C., thought he had when he was calling all those run plays last year. Right. Um, hopefully his contact courage is up. And, 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 and I really want the kid to have a good career because just because he leaves my school doesn't mean that I want anything bad for him because because he, he did the best he could and it didn't work. So, all right. Go, go, go ahead. Sometimes you need to change the scenery. Um, you guys, that's Reister or Wrong for the day. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. Peace out. Catch you guys on Friday.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.